This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, hey, hey. This is, uh, welcome back to another big game pregame on the Michigan Maniacs podcast. You can also find us at the Michigan Man fan page on Facebook. Um... Basically, a little description of that page there is just where we all get together to talk about how great Michigan is, how great Harbaugh is. You know, any pictures that I think are cool, I, I post up there. Any interviews I find uh, cool or personal or, uh, you know, somehow important to the week's, uh, the week's game I put up there. Um Overall, really cool videos about Michigan, either players or the team or whatever. So it's just a great place for us to go hang out, whatever. Uh, My name, by the way, is Adam Brewer. I'm still... Got a cough I can't seem to freaking get rid of, so if you hear me cough throughout the set, don't worry, I'm doing fine. Um, but let's get together with this pregame. Uh, let's get together with the big game pregame, all right? So, thank God... The bye week is over. I love the two episodes I put up. They were fun to do. Uh, but I just love watching Michigan play football this year. Last year, it was like pulling toenails to watch Michigan play football. And uh, I mentioned that because there, there obviously there was a lot of problems behind the scene that we didn't know about. And I love even the littlest bit of hint that there was. And we got it this week with uh, Runyon Jr. was talking about the difference about how Michigan has been uh, wearing people down, beating them in the fourth quarter, how great the offensive line has looked, um, what, how he's looked, how he's gained from just from one year to the next. Hell, even from game one from Notre Dame till now. And he was a great interview. He, he went over a lot of stuff. But what he had mentioned was that this year, it didn't feel as if they were beating their head against the wall by running, say, power against an offensive line set up to stop power. So six up front, you're running power into the into the monster's mouth. You're not doing it. He's talking about. He was just mentioning different ISO when you shouldn't do ISO. He said playing offensive line last year was a lot like running your head against the wall, and I think that has something to do with the fact that we had two guys who had two different ideas about what um, offensive line should be doing, and that is. Drevno and I believe it was Fisher. 
Um, they both had one Fisher's ISO. Uh, Drevno is strong, you know, um, and it just kept fucking up our offensive line. When we all know, and which the even if we didn't all know, we should all just agree. If Ed Warner says this, this is what happens, and this is just what happens, and this is the best way to do it is zone. I mean, Alex Gibb had the same thing with the Denver Broncos. They went to zone blocking, and boom, uh, Terrell Davis ran for a bazillion yards, uh, and and out of nowhere. I mean, he was a he was a non a nobody. And through even through preseason, people were like, who the fuck is this Terrell Davis? And it's all because Alex Gibb came up with the zone blocking scheme. Zone blocking is how they do it in the NFL or have for a while. A lot of NFL running backs have had great careers off of the zone blocking scheme. Ed Warner's doing the zone blocking scheme, and look what we're doing. We are having great success with the zone blocking scheme. One message, one person, one vision. And I look what our offense is doing. Look what our offensive line is doing. More, more importantly, um, I just, I really just love how we're going this year. I, I love the differences between last year and this year. Last year was a tough year, but and we were still the number one overall defense in the nation with the number one uh, rushing, no, the number one pass defense in the nation. I don't know where we ended up uh, rushing-wise, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, last year's game against Penn State, I remember I was in Daytona Beach hanging out, getting ready to go get drunk for some uh, bike week that they had down there. And I was watching, and it was a disgrace. I, I've i never seen our defense play so bad. I've never seen, well, with Cornhead in there. I mean, we always played like Dookie. But, you know, it was just like, I know I say this a lot, and I, I even get tired of saying it. But Jesus, criminy. Oh, Corn was just straight awful. Um, anyways, they whipped our ass. No need to really pay attention to that. The only thing being said between last year and this year is that, like I've said numerous, numerous times, they don't have the players this year like they did last year. And more importantly, I wouldn't even say the players came into to be. I would say, more importantly, they got rid of their offensive coordinator. Not got rid of, he went to become the head, the head football coach for Mississippi State. I think his name is Moorhead. Um, because if you want to look at the difference between, uh, 2015 and 2016, when the, when we beat the Nittany Lions, beat up Christian Hackenberg, and then also 2016, they're getting ready to fire Mr. Baldy, uh, the, uh, the, the biracial Mr. Clean, um, they were getting ready to fire his ass after we whooped, and I mean whooped them. We took it easy on them in 2016 when we took our team, and I don't think anybody really played after mid-third quarter. Maybe not even in half. Anyways, they had Barkley on that team, by the way. So they, But they, I don't think they had Moorhead. Um, so this fucking Franklin character, without Moorhead, is nothing. Even when he had the talented kids on his team, they still did nothing against Michigan. 
So Moorhead's really the key to this. Moorhead's gone. Yeah, okay, let's say Penn State is 27th in total offense. That's not awful. That's not awful at all. But the offense runs through the little man, McSorley. All right? And if you're not disciplined and you and you don't go 100% all game long, he's going to get you. But Michigan State found a way to do it. They had no clue and no no way to figure out who how to stop us. Uh, Iowa ranked fifth in the nation in total offense. I mean, in total defense. I think they're actually fourth. This, or I think they might actually might be fourth. Had a great defensive line. They have a very good defensive line. But it's like uh, it's like multiplicity. That movie with Michael Keaton. It's like they have the same five white, same white guy on the line. There, there's no real. Um, Interesting movement. I watched that defense. That defense is good, uh, but they're boring. They, yeah, they. I guess they get pressure if you stand there for eight seconds and wait to pass the ball. I didn't really see a great pass rush on Iowa's defense. They have decent cornerbacks. Their major quarter, uh, their major cornerback that was scoring like crazy last year is in the NFL. So, I mean, yeah, they're good, they're solid, but they're not Michigan. They're not Michigan. Even Penn State has a much better defensive line. And I'll say defensive line, they're good at pass rush. They're not good at stopping the run because every other team that they played, Indiana included, have all had over 120 to 100, up to like 300 yards rushing against this team. I believe it's it's pretty rugged. I mean, so you can get a good pass rush. I mean, one of them has like five sacks. I don't know his name. It's a weird one. He's got like five sacks for the year. But so does uh, so does Josh Uche. He has that in four, what the last four games. He's got five sacks. You got to show me something more than that. Yeah, yeah, right. If we don't play our best offensive game and we dick around, we're going to lose. And that's how it is the this whole rest of the season all the way to the playoff. If we don't play the best Michigan football we can play, we're going to lose. We can lose because we have good, talented teams we still have to fight. So, yeah, we should be on an upper level. If we're on the next level... Now, and I think we will be because if Don Brown himself says he wakes up every day and he thinks about how embarrassing that defense that he coached against Penn State was, and he thinks about that every day. You don't think he's come up with something to just jack up McSorley? Uh, Winovich says that they stole our – it's either Winovich or Carlo Kemp, and I, I can't remember which one said it. Uh, I hate to, to not give them credit, but they're both brilliant men. Um, says that they took our lunch money last year. Now, we're going to get our lunch money, but with interest. And I know that's how Don Brown's thinking about it. Don Brown can't wait to smack these dudes in the mouth. Can't wait. I mean, I would, I would think that they would want a a Rutgers type total offense. And if I if I'm not mistaken, I believe in 2016 we held Rutgers to total 39 yards of offense. And that's 
I don't think it's out of the question, but I think if Michigan plays their best ball and focused football, that's a possibility. I'm also going to make a small prediction that I think Rashawn Gary is going to come back this game. I just I just have a feeling he's going to. Um, and then we get to see that monster that monster rush defensive line of Uchi on the end, right next to him, Gary, right next to Gary, Quiddy Pay, right next to Quiddy Pay, you've got Chase Winovich. And I don't know who's going to stop that line. I don't know who. Good luck, McSorley. You're going to need it because we're going to we may put you out of the rest of the season. You're going to get hammered so hard. I believe. I believe our defensive line is the best defensive line in all of college football, and that that meaning all ten different levels of of defensive line. I mean, you could go. I mean, the the combinations are amazing. The combinations of Michigan defensive line. And the combination of Oregon Ducks uniforms are about the same. You could probably have about 23 different versions of Michigan's off of defensive line. I mean, you have a, uh, Hayden Christian. I mean, Hayden Christensen. What is that fucking Star Wars reference? Aiden Hutchinson. Boom. One. Aubrey Solomon. Monet. You've got Dwumfort. You've got Quiddy Pay. You've got Hitch. You've got Winovich. You've got Carlo Kemp. You've got uh, Jeter, Donovan Jeter. You've got Gary. You've got Uche. I mean, the list is un. It, it, you just keep going. It just keep writing down. You've got Singletary. Singletary. You've got uh, Lawrence Marshall. You've got. Oh, my God. Who else? I mean, there's just numerous, numerous men that can get on that line and make a difference. That's why we're wearing out offensive lines. I don't know if people are noticing that or not, but that's why we're that's why we're destroying offensive lines in the fourth quarter. Because we're wearing the fuck out of them. And they're not touching our, our linebackers. Man, I don't see how this is even a close game this week. The only thing I can say is if we come out slow, like we did against Notre Dame and like we did against uh, Northwestern, we could lose this game. Of course, we could lose this game. But if we come out and we play like we did with against Wisconsin and like we did, I would like to see us play a little bit better than we did against Michigan State. But then again, that is a weather issue. If if it's a clear day, I don't care if it's cold. Even if it's a clear day, we're going to fuck some dudes up. I mean, for heaven's sakes, we're getting Tariq Black back. Tell me how, just tell me as a defense, when we start running on you, all right? When, now, Penn State is the 64th ranked defense in the nation. You've got a decent pass rush, but every other team you've ever faced, you've allowed over 150 yards or more rushing. So you can't stop Higdon. That already tells me right there, you're not going to be able to stop Higdon, even if you do the average. You're not going to stop Higdon. He's going to get his. But then, if you can't stop Higdon, how are you going to stop the play-action pass? And then we don't only just have Nico Collins. Or Donovan Peoples-Jones, DPJ. 
Well, now we have Black back. And if he's 90% of what he was last year, good effing luck trying to stop that passing attack. Then you throw in uh, Oliver Martin, who's a great possession guy, Grant Perry. I mean, then Gentry as our as our tight end, or even um, yeah, any of the other tight ends. I mean, they're all going to be open. How do you stop this offense? Yeah, we haven't shown a lot. By design is what I want to say. All, this, all these people, oh, we're not looking good against the SMU. Because we could, don't give a shit about SMU. You have seen it from Wisconsin on now. We are, we are, we are giving you a new wrinkle every week to something new to this offense. And you know who's carrying that out? Shea Patterson. You know, for all the amazing reasons that we should love Shea, right? Great ball handler. Um, manages the game great. He should he should just let it fly every once in a while. Just let that ball rip because we've got the guys to do it. But that's still fine. He's making the right reads at the right time. His interceptions are down. His touchdowns are good. He is just a field general out there, right? But one of the main reasons why I love this kid, one of the main, main reasons, and you can see it, is that one of the main reasons is the same reason why I can't stand Wilton Spate or John, Mr. Fumbles O'Corn is that they never appreciated or understood what it meant to be a Michigan quarterback. They don't understand that. They didn't they they, they could be they were already great Michigan State quarterbacks. So if you want to live that fucking journey, you go ahead and live that legacy, guys. But you're Michigan Wolverines. All right? Don't spit on the legacy of Drew Henson's, the Tom Brady's, the Elvis Gerbox, all right, the uh, um, the uh, Scott Drysbacks. There we go. I couldn't think of Scotty's first name there for a minute. Brian Greasy. You know, these are the guys who have gone into the NFL and may not have won a lot of games, but they are consistent. Pro Bowl types. Jim Harbaugh's. Uh, I mean, come on. John Navarre. I don't even like John Navarre, but even John Navarre made it to the NFL. Denard Robinson. He was limited as a quarterback, but he gave it everything he got. He understood what it meant to be a Michigan quarterback. He wasn't great, but he gave it everything he got because he loved the team and he knew what it meant to be a quarterback. And that's what Shea Patterson brings to this team. And that's what we've always needed. We've always needed that. Now we have it. Now we've been blessed with it. And I don't think we're going to run out. Because if you look, you've got McCaffrey, loves to be a Michigan quarterback. You've got Brandon Peters, a little bit spoiled. But he even understands that you can see it. Even last year, he tried. He wanted to win. He understood what it meant to be in that position. Joe Milton, Cade uh, McNamara, when he gets in, will understand what it means to be a Michigan quarterback. 
That's where it comes from. That's where it all starts. That's everything. And Shea Patterson goes up. It's a little story that just came out. And I'm sure you've all seen it. Hopefully you have. If not, I posted it on Michigan Man. Check it out. Um, Shea Patterson gets into Don Brown's face. Third quarter of the Michigan State game. After, I believe, uh, Higdon slipped and fumbled the ball. Or it could have even been Chris Evans when he fumbled the ball. And they scored. He runs up into into runs off the field right into uh, Don Brown's face and says, "Get me the ball, get me the ball, and I will fix this, or I will fix it." Whatever he said, you gotta love guys like that. You gotta like he like Don Brown said, you gotta love a guy who's so competitive he wants to go into the back alley and he wants to fight. You know, what I mean that kind of thing. And it's not exactly how he said it, but that's the gist. You got to love a guy who understands what it means to be to take on the responsibility of being a Michigan quarterback and being taught by one of the guys who put the importance and who helped create the importance of being a Michigan quarterback. And that's John, and that's Mr. I was almost said John Harbaugh, Jimmy Harbaugh, the man. You know, uh, it's so important that position to us. So important. And that leads me to this one where I believe this nine, the 97 national title team, the only one I've ever seen in my lifetime, has a lot of similarities with this team. Now, they, they said that before in the 2016. Yeah, because we had freaking um, Peppers, and they compared him to Woodson. I love Peppers. To be, I love the kid. He was great. Uh, but he's no Charles Woodson. He's going to live his own legacy. He's going to leave his own mark on the NFL, which I think he will. I think he's just getting better every year with the Browns. And that's hard to say because he's with the Browns. Um, but he's getting better. He's going to leave his own legacy, not like he did with Michigan. Um, <coughs> but, yeah, Woodson. Uh, it just, we had we had a great defense last last season. I mean, in 2000. I mean, 1997, that 97 defense was great. Uh, Very competitive, very aggressive. We had down games, the Iowa game, the Michigan State game. Uh, We had some down where we had to be picked back up. You know, we we run aground a bit. And, you know, same with us, Notre Dame, uh, Northwestern, SMU was kind of a struggle. Uh, But we had those same games, you know. And then we have... On our offense, we have a real field general, a guy who maybe not be as exciting as everybody wants him to be, but he makes the right throw at the right time, makes the right read. Brian, Brian Greasy did that for us in 97, and Shea Patterson is doing that for us and right now in 2018. Granted, he's a much better version of Brian, Brian Greasy. But even then, guess who was the backup in 97? Number 10. He wore number 10 on his jersey, but number one in our hearts, Tom Brady. Tom Brady was a backup in 97. Guess who wears number 10 and is the backup in 2018? Dylan McCaffrey. Dylan McCaffrey is one hell of a fucking quarterback. And we are blessed to have this kid coming up in our system. And we're going to find that out next year. Like I've always said, this may be our national title year. But this isn't our best team yet. 
Harbaugh still has his best team to come up. Yeah, and we may lose some defensive court, uh, defensive backs next year. Lavert Hill, David Long, maybe uh, uh, Brandon Watson. But we have Amory Thomas. We've got Miles Smith. Or Miles Smith. Yeah. No, Miles Sims. Miles Sims. My father, my handwriting's for shit. Uh, Miles Sims. Uh, St. Juice, I think, should still be there. Not sure really what he's going on with him. And then even if we lose our safeties, we're only going to lose Kennel. And we'll have Metellus and then Hawkins. I, I just I don't know where we're really going to fall off. Um, Deion Sanders compared Miles Sims to himself. It's a pretty lofty, pretty sweet compliment, if you ask me. Uh, the only thing I, 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 we have a lot of comparisons. I think this may be our, this may be a national title year for us. But what I would like to see and what will encourage me is if it is a national title season, then we are going to whip Penn State. All right. This may be a Big Ten year. Big Ten even makes some noise in the playoffs. If we beat Penn State and we beat them all right, you know, like a 24-17 win or a, you know, 31-21, to 21, something like that, you know, that'll tell me, okay, we're going to win this Big Ten. We got this, you know. And then, you know, we'll see who we get in the playoffs. That'll, that'll tell me a lot. But if we walk in to the big house and we house them, we do like a 50 to 10, 50 to 7, a 41 to 7, they get like 40 total yards of offense. That tells me this we're national title bound. Because this team, first of all, kills the teams we need to kill and get it over with quick. We rise to the level of, of the of the main game. You know what I mean? Like when the spotlight is on, that's when we're at our best. If we house Penn State and they only get if they get like the same as Michigan State, we hold them to 94 total yards. The nation uh the nation's critics, the nation's uh, televisors, na- national TV, everybody will be all over Michigan. They're 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 gonna they're gonna see us in a different light. I still say that every week, and they don't, which is fine with me. To be quite honest, I'd rather win a national title and then be like, "Wow, where did this team come from?" Even though we've been showing it all year long, you know. So fuck them. Uh, I, I really do. I I really look forward to seeing how we do against Penn State. I, yeah, I guess we could lose, but we'd have to play pretty fucking awful. Uh, and I don't think that's happening in the big house. I don't think it's happening to this team. This team has no doubters this year. And the, and the years before all we had were doubters. People who said, well, we can't do that. And these are guys on our team. The John O'Corns, the, the uh, Wilton Spates, the... Davion Smiths, the Ty Isaacs, the guys who didn't play hard only just when they wanted to. You know, these are the 
they're gone now. We don't have those type of players on the, on Michigan anymore. You know. Uh, more importantly, they don't have Saquon Barkley, Gasecki, the tight end, and then Hamilton, the wide receiver. They don't have those cats no more. They got here's this is who they have. All right, they've got KJ Hamler, really fast, really fast kid, decent hands. I mean, you know, he's a playmaker. He's like number four, Shamar Moore for uh, Purdue. All right, still not as good though. Uh, but he, listen, how many? One guy. They don't. They have Slade. I think is a tight end. He's all right. He's decent, but he's not great. And then you have um, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, decent running back. He's, yeah, he probably averages about 100 yards, probably 150 yards a game rushing. I think he's around 800, almost 900 yards rushing. So he does well for himself. He's a good running back. But he's not Saquon Barkley. And it shows. And then you got the the grease ball, the baldy, Mr. Uh, Jameson Franklin or James Franklin, you know, Mr. Cool Guy. Um, yeah, great cheerleader. Awesome. Awful coach. I mean, in, in a big game, he, he, you can't trust him to make the right call. He lost that game in the, in the Rose Bowl against USC um, in 2016. To, well, 2017, I guess it would be. Um, the Ohio State this year. You don't even have to go back into his future. Just check out Ohio State this year. McSorley gouging the Buckeyes on almost every play. If not, faking the run, passing the ball, getting big chunks of yardage. Either way, Ohio State had no, zero, count it, zero answer for what Penn State was doing. Finally, they get him down to a fourth down. This dude calls two timeouts in a row just so he can hand it off to his running back. So as we all figured out, Moorhead was the genius and the brains behind that offensive operation last year. Franklin, all he does is put on his on his little glasses, shines up his head, makes sure he's got his little pom-poms, and he learns his dances. Because that's all that dude can do. He's not a great offensive mind. He got he got very blessed with Moorhead. Now that Moorhead's gone, what is he doing? They're winning close games that barely, and they don't even look good doing it. I mean, who's Iowa? You know? Iowa finds ways to lose every week. They're somewhat decent this year, but for the most part, Iowa's never been a real challenger. You know, I don't know. I just, I really have zero faith. And I was faith. I don't even, I don't want to put faith in Penn State. I don't think Penn State can do it. I don't think they have the heart to do it. Now, I'm hoping to God Michigan goes out and plays the game they want to. Because I really do. I've never seen this focus, this level of focus for Michigan football. Um, I don't think it's going to be close. I think Michigan makes a statement. I'm not going to put a prediction because last time it didn't mean no good. Um, but this is Don Brown's revenge game. Just remember that. You know, uh, I, with him, Shea Patterson, 
with all those things coming our way. I don't know how we lose. So I'm going to pick Michigan once again. Now, before we leave, I want we'll go over the few games that I picked out in the Big Ten this uh, this week that may or may not have any type of bearing, but I find them interesting. Um, Nebraska's at Ohio State. Uh, Nebraska, funny enough, is still high, high-end offense. They put up a lot of yards, and they put up a lot of points. You wouldn't believe that if you watched how we dismantled them. But they do. Awful, awful defense. Ohio State will win this. We'll pull away mid-third quarter on, just like they did against uh, Minnesota and uh, uh, Indiana. That's the key. They'll, they'll pull away like this, like they did against Indiana. But I want to see what Nebraska does offensively to Ohio, Ohio State's defense because that may, be, that may be a little bit telling about what we can do. The next one is... Michigan State goes into Maryland. Uh, we all, you, if you blinked, you missed it. But Maryland uh, brought back, reinstated DJ Durkin, which I thought was weird. But they answered. They made. They answered my my question in my mind why when they fired him today. <laughs> so I don't know why they brought him back. Maybe it has to do with some contractual money dealings or. Something I didn't bother to figure out because I wasn't a big DJ Durkin fan. I liked him while he was there, but once he got hired for Maryland, he left us in the lurch against Ohio State, and I didn't appreciate that. I get the bowl game. Go do your thing in the bowl game. That's fine. Go to your team. But this is Ohio State. Give us the level of of dedication that we deserved. And after hearing certain uh, interviews from like Jabril Peppers or Taco Charlton or just a few of the others throughout now that they're pros, none of them are really glowing about uh, Durkin as a defensive coordinator. Uh, Rough, uh, way too old school when it comes to stupid shit, like not giving him water. I mean, for heaven's sakes, his offensive lineman died of heat exhaustion. And that's a simple thing to diagnose and take care of if you're not trying to be a dick face. Um, so, whatever. Uh, I, I'm not even going to wish him good luck. I really don't care. I don't care about the man. It, it, everything I've read about this Maryland situation seems like it, it's, it was toxic to begin with once he got there. Um, I hope, actually, that that – I can't remember his first name – so it might be Matt Canada is the interim coach. I hope they make him the full-time head coach. He seemed to do really good with them. Uh, he He's putting up one hell of an offense. And that's what I want to see. I want to see how Maryland's offense goes up against uh, State's defense. And then, you know, I would just love to see – I would love to see Maryland win, but uh, – Oddly, I think I want Michigan State to win only because this playoff situation may get a little hairy. You know, fuck that. Just fuck. I'm not. No. I refuse to go against who I am just solely based off of if this team's good, it'll help us get in. Here's the thing. If we're good enough to be in the playoff, then somehow, some way, we'll make it in. We'll win all the games we have to win. And if we win out, all the way through the the Big Ten championship game, being 12-1 and one on a 12-game winning streak, if that's not good enough for the fucking college 
playoff, then fuck them. I'm, I refuse to cheer or hope that Michigan State wins a game just so that our win against them looks good. Fuck that. I hate them. I do not want them to ever win. I dislike that program. I will only be happy when they, when they dissolve that program and no one ever plays for Michigan State ever again in football. That'll be the only time I'm happy about it. I'm never going to cheer for that team, ever. So, no, I'm not doing it. So, no, I want Maryland to whip their ass. Uh, getting in uh, number 16, Iowa plays Purdue. I think that's just going to be a neat game. Great offense, and Purdue goes up against a really good defense. I want to just see how that plays out because Iowa still has a chance if they win out and a few people lose, like Northwestern loses again or Wisconsin loses again. If they're all tied, the team with the best overall record goes. So I like. I want to see what Iowa has to offer. And then the nightcap, I believe it's uh, number four, Notre Dame going into Northwestern. So I can't wait to see that one. Um, yeah, I want, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I'm in the same place with Notre Dame. I don't want to cheer for them. I want them to lose. But, you know, them being undefeated helps us. Fuck Michigan State. I'm never cheering for them. I don't know. Michigan, Notre Dame, I... I I don't know. I don't want to cheer for them. Go Northwestern. If we went out, we're good enough to make it in, and then the playoff, we'll just we'll, they'll just see it. Um, so I want to cheer for Northwestern in that game. Uh, okay, guys, so that's pretty much it for the big big game pregame. Um, once again, I love doing this, guys. And always remember, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And forever and always, go blue.